When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boys, John Lee. And Jack Coughlin. And welcome to another episode of Courtside Eclipse Nation podcast. We're on a little happier note on um, the past couple of games. Uh, the Clippers won their past two. We'll get into that in a little bit. But first, Jack, how are you doing? How's school? How's um, the team? Are you enjoying um, hooping up there in rainy Oregon? Uh, I'm doing great. The Thanks for checking in. The, the school's been good. Got some good good grades, keeping up with those A's. Just finished our finished our finals stuff, all of that. Handled, done, no more class, officially on break. And hooping has been great. We're doing really, really well. I'm not getting minutes right now, but we're working on that. And, you know, I'm the only one on the team in my first year, so it's a little tough. But it's, it's a lot of fun. The guys on the team are really cool. And we're doing really good. We're, we won all of our conference games right now. We are, I believe, like, Five and zero on a on a little bit of a winning streak right now too, and we're winning our conference game, so we're doing really really well. It's been it's been a great time having some fun out here. But next week when I'm back in LA, I am very excited for it. There's been a lot of rain. It's been some snow. Didn't even know snow was like a real thing. I've only seen it a handful of times in person, so it is wow. real. It's not a myth. And yeah, so I'm excited to go back to LA. Maybe I'll see Johnny Boy at a game soon. You won't. Oh, all right then. But how have you been doing, John? Fans want to know. Oh no, they don't. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad you gave them that update. Shout out all of our um courtside fanatics that keep up with Warner Pacific basketball. They're very appreciative of that <laughs> update, Jack. Um, they're looking forward to seeing you get some time, uh, whether it be this season or the next three. But I've been doing good. I've been busy with work. Corporate America have been shafting me, like most listeners. So um, I'm with you guys. I feel your pain. Um, hopefully the Clippers can make it a little less unbearable. So, but hey, they have the past couple of games, and that's what we're gonna start out with, Jack. Um, because over the weekend they played the Wizards on Saturday. Started a little slow against a team of no Beal, but Kuz went off. Um, they still ended up winning this game, one fourteen to one hundred seven in Washington. Uh, PG played forty one minutes. Tyloo mentioned he's not on a minutes restriction anymore, and. He had 36 points, uh, seven rebounds, six assists, three steals, two blocks. Really just stuffed the stat sheet with that one. And it's really good just to see him being aggressive still, even with Kawhi back, because he, he understands that even though Kawhi's there, he still has to act as if he's 1A, 1B with him. Um, and speaking of Kawhi, he played 30 minutes. Uh, I believe that's probably his restriction as what we've seen the past couple of games. He had 13 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Again, his passing has looked really good. Um, it, it, it's really nice to see that he's still hovering around that five to six assist range. Um, he just looks a lot better in playmaking. And then uh, Batum had 12 points. He was a plus 19, had that go ahead three, and his jumper's been going down as of late, which is uh, huge news for the Clippers considering how good he is as a role player. And Kennard was a plus 18 in that game um, with 10 points. And I think his offensive impact has really helped them 
Um, considering they're a bottom five offense, I really think he's an underrated playmaker more than just catch and shoot. But that's enough for me, Jack. What were your impressions of that game? Yeah, this one was this one was a tough one. It started off pretty ugly. We went down 10-0 and it was looking really rough. And then luckily we were able to make it a close one by the end of the first. And then we started each the first, second, and third quarter. I thought we started really, really terrible. But luckily we were able to finish the third quarter great. Kennard hitting the buzzer beating three at the end of the third. Kind of fitting that he did that in Washington as well, because of course we know what happened last year when Kennard was in Washington. And I was really happy to see Batum get those shots to fall at the end, still reliable, still a very, very consistent three-point shooter, especially in the clutch. He hit two right before that one for the lead as well. And then Kawhi on defense in the end, locking up Chris Stapp. So that was a fun one. I was glad. We needed that win, too. We had dropped a few few, few games before that, and the Wizards were without Beal. They were on a back-to-back. They didn't have Monte Morris either. So this was, this was a sort of must-win game. So, yeah, it felt really good, and Kawhi improving each time. And I love when Paul George is, is aggressive like that and going for his shots. I feel like he's a lot better – when he's going for scoring instead of just trying to pass it around a lot when he's aggressive, even though, you know, he's going to get them up. Sometimes he misses more and he's not as efficient, but that's when he's at his best is when he's getting those shots up and looking to be an aggressive scorer, attacking the basket, shooting threes. Cause he's just unstoppable when he's like that. So yeah, this is, this is a good one. It's a must win game. We, we, we were able to win it even though it got a little ugly. So yeah, I was happy to see this one for sure. Yeah, Kuz had 35 that game, <laughs> yeah. seven threes, 12 rebounds. Like, just an unreal – did you think it was a, a tryout game from him? Ooh, hey, possibly. He, he, I bet he misses L.A. over Washington for sure. So, could be, could be. I mean, he, I, he'd fit right in. He's a, a wing, can shoot. He's long enough and underrated defender at times. Obviously, he's a little – little goofy with some of his plays sometimes and can make Shaqton a fool, but Hey, I, I would love him on the squad. I mean, I think he's, he's very underrated and gets a bad rep sometimes because he makes a lot of those goofy plays, but takes, takes a lot of skill to, to drop 35, especially on the Clippers. So yeah, I mean, I think it could be a good addition. Yeah. What do you call a lot of people on Clippers Twitter? I believe um, are fans of Kuz. I, I am too. I think over the off season, I want them to go after him. I don't know how realistic it is uh, or how much they can give him because I feel like he's going to command a good amount. But, um, yeah, it reminds me of when Marcus Morris went off uh, before they traded for him. So who knows Who knows uh, what the basketball gods have in store for us um, with Kuz. I'm not sure how, what their plan is with him. Um, I think um, Source said that he's unhappy in Washington, so we'll just continue to monitor that. Like so, but he's, I think he's a, a person of interest to watch for as a Clipper fan, just in case he becomes available. We do have a lot of wings, so I would assume that Rocco or Morris would be gone. But I don't know. I'm I'm still happy with the team that we have currently. I think it's just a backup center away. Um, but yeah, anything else on the Wizards game before that? Um. I know, I know you went crazy when Batum hit that go-ahead three. Oh, absolutely. I was yelling, Batum Battalion Assemble! And every single thing I could think of, I was with some buddies watching the game, some of teammates, talking to them about how I have my Batum jersey and how I bought it to celebrate when he was in his first year with us. And he hit that clutch shot in the corner against the Suns, the three, and I immediately went on and ordered a Batum jersey. So I actually should bring it out here. That's a, that's a, that's a good thing to remember. But yeah, no, this was a good game. I, I, I mean, I... I I'm glad we won it, but I feel like the next game was the one that I was really, really excited about. Like the Wizards one was fine, but the one last night, now that was the game to be excited about. 
Yes. Great transition, Jack. Your media skills are improving try. month after month. You're getting it from good old um Tony. So shout out you, Tony. <laughs> That's Jack's dad, by the way. Yes. Um, thank you, Dad. Appreciate yes. it. But um, yes, a good transition because yesterday, last night, uh, because today's Tuesday, uh, the Clippers had their best, arguably their best win of the season against the Boston Celtics. They won 113 to 93 um, in a game where this was Kawhi's best game by a mile. He had 25, 9, and 6 on a super efficient 10 of 12 shooting, and he had two threes that game. Um PG was still aggressive. He only shot 36%, but he still got 26 points. And I'd, you'd rather have him be aggressive than just not shooting like some of the games he's had like against Orlando. Um, but yeah, it was good to see him aggressive. I thought that they both outplayed Brown and Tatum. Um, and they just looked, they looked like they wanted the game a lot more. Um, there was a period of time where in the third quarter at the end where Paul George picked up his fourth foul and he had to go to the bench. Um, this was also, uh, I believe it was the first game that Kawhi and PG were staggered where one would be the bench unit and the other would be with the starters or like a mix of the two. But in that time span with PG on the bench for that minute 15 or so, Luke hit a jumper. Um, he then hit a three and then Terrence Mann got a block on Tatum, which led to a... Um, which led to that Luke three um, after John Wall pushed the pace and then John Wall hit a jumper as well. Um, that I thought was arguably the stretch of the game. I tweeted yesterday. It could be the run that um, decides it because you have your stars on the bench. Um, Boston has a chance to cut it down, but then your role players come in. They make that big push. Um, probably the loudest it got um, for the home side in um in that span was that spurt so i thought that won them the game they also had 10 steals um their hands looked the most active i believe i've seen all season and um another good thing is they held the celtics to 93 points and i believe they have not been under 100 all season but jack that's enough for me uh what got you excited about that game yeah this one was fun this was this was definitely Kawhi's. You know, I'm back game for sure, 25, 9, and 6. And he was just looking like vintage Kawhi, you know, getting to that mid-range. It was a layup for him. And, yes, back to that stat, yes, that was the first time the Celtics had been held to that, held, the, held them to under 100. Kawhi's most points since May 2021, held Tatum to 20 points and 35 field goal percentage. And, hey, Clippers are sixth in the West now with Kawhi and PG only playing eight games together. That's all coming from StatMuse. Shout out StatMuse. See, so yeah, that one was really fun. And I also liked uh, one more thing about the Wizards game, just that John Wall, what he was doing, that this is still my city. This is still that. That was great. Yeah, just that was great. Forgot to mention that, but that was super fun. Yeah, this this was a, the, the defense as well in this game, I thought was just a fucking beehive. It was just swarming everywhere. I remember one lineup in the second quarter when it was just Reggie, Nico, PG, Kawhi, and Morris. Just the length of that squad, just flying everywhere, scrambling, defending everything in their path. It was very helpful that the Celtics didn't have Al Horford and Robert Williams, I thought, too, because they were playing a lot of Blake Griffin. And, of course, he had that one time he tried to end Zubats' career and treat him like Kendrick Perkins with a crazy dunk. A piece of me really wanted him to make it, though. I'm not going to lie. A piece of me was like it just would be fitting. He's back in the Clippers arena. It would be fitting if he made that, but I'm, I'm still kind of glad he didn't. Shout out Zoo. I don't want Zoo to get caught on too many posters but yeah this 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 was this was a great one i thought uh morris played well as well 
he chipped in, just the bench guys chipping in, like Kennard with 12, T-Man with nine, Batum with seven, Wall with six. Like not, not, not anything crazy, like 20 off the bench, but balanced scoring off the bench to, to keep the lead intact that we had. And it was a blowout. I mean, it was, this is against the Celtics, and we, and we basically blew them out and ended up winning by over 20. Like, this was, this, was a, this, was a, this was a really important game for us, I felt like. It, it wasn't against a bad team, and it just we're, – we're still right there. It's Through all the injuries and through all the ups and downs, we're still just six in the West, about three and a half, four and a half games back of the first seed. It's still very, very close and tight in the entire Western Conference, but this, this is definitely a big – win against the team and just for for our record yeah uh, i mean that's our it's a win against arguably the best team in the league um and tatum has a case to be the mvp of the league um obviously they're without their two starting bigs which is uh pretty yeah it is it is three and a half games back with the first seed just double check yeah three and a half not four and a half good 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 media training um of course but um I don't know if uh, Boston went out that night before because I just like didn't. I feel like I didn't see it from them um, that game. I'm obviously it's still an encouraging game, uh, but I feel like the time that when they rematch them in Boston, it'll be a different game. But still, I think like you said, it was a really good matchup for them considering how Tyloo likes to go small. He we didn't get any Moses Brown. We didn't get. Um, he's been playing Brandon Boston earlier uh, in the rotation the past few games but we didn't see them in the actual minutes uh last night so i think them having blake at the five and being able to go small with like williams um really helped tyloo in that situation which 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 is why this would be a good finals matchup because i think um just four good wings going at each other um small ball like modern nba a lot of threes i feel like this would be a really good matchup um it's also, it's also like you said, the bench. I think even though Wall didn't um, have like the loudest game, I feel like I feel like just having someone as a uh, having him as a backup is just like a luxury that people don't understand um, yet. That having him as your backup point guard is a lot better than probably anyone else. Maybe uh, Westbrook's up there, but there was like times in the first half where he couldn't get his jumper to fall, and then in the second half. Um, like in that run, he got his jumper to fall. And it really, I think it's a good testament to him trusting his work and staying uh, confident with the shot. His teammates t- telling him to keep shooting, his uh, coach telling him to keep shooting. There's some people that think he should just stop taking jump shots or like just chill out. What do, what do you feel about a player just getting told, hey, just stop shooting jumpers and all that? And then because all of a sudden the defense is going to say, oh, yeah, like he, he doesn't want all that. Then it's going to get more in their head. But what what do you feel like if like your coach told you to stop shooting just even though you believe you could shoot oh yeah i mean i'm i'm always going to keep shooting personally but for john wall i feel like his mid range is really really good his threes definitely can be iffy maybe yeah it might be better more on catch and shoot i don't feel like a coach should ever tell a player to just not shoot at all that definitely won't help especially with his confidence so i feel like still taking them is taking the open ones are good for him and I mean, his mid-range is really good in his attacking, but yeah, I feel like you should keep shooting. I don't, I don't think it's any anything where it's like, no, don't shoot any more threes ever for the rest of the season. Like, no. And the coach isn't, Tyler's not going to say that to him too. Um, learning a lot about basketball as a player as well, being being a college basketball player now. So learning that you, you don't want to do that as a coach as well and say that to a player. 
But no, I mean, you're right about Wall being a luxury off the bench. And I feel like he's such a spark plug off the bench when he was, if he starts attacking downhill and going behind the back and he just gets the crowd into it and he's explosive and he's helping the team win too. Sometimes he can be inconsistent and make some questionable decisions. Like, you know, especially in that Wizards game, it was definitely a tale of two halves. He had a great first half and then the second half, he was just not helping the team at all. So He'll be inconsistent, but again, like like I said, he's he's the backup. We still have Reggie, and you know we still have a lot of guys that can that can play. So it's not a super big necessity for him to be in All Star John Wall mode every single game. But I do think he should keep shooting. What what do you think? Do you think do you think no, stop I, shooting? I, I agree with you because I saw I I don't know who I saw. They said John Wall stop shooting. I was like, that's probably one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Also, bro, I've. Like, fun fact, when I once played in high school, there was a kid on our team who wasn't a good shooter. And then one time our coach said, I think you should just stop shooting. And he was never the same. And that's just like, obviously it's a high school kid and we're talking about NBA players. But even when you don't shoot um, or someone tells you to stop shooting, it I feel like it really gets to you. And then especially oh, when absolutely. the defense feels it, um, <clears throat> then the shit talk is different. Um they're sagging the disrespectful sagging off is crazy like um and then it's like all in your head then there's more pressure than the crowds like they're like groaning or something but i i think he's not like he's not like andre robertson or something where you're just gonna like lee like gap him so much or like ben simmons um i don't know why i had to get that out but I feel like it, it's just like a stupid thing to say, like, hey, you should just stop taking jumpers, especially since that that's why that game reminded me. He they didn't fall in the first half, but then he had a couple that went down um in the second half, which helped keep the lead intact. So I don't know. That's why I feel it. I I want to get your perspective as an actual player. So yeah, he, that, he should definitely keep shooting that. Yeah. He should definitely keep shooting it. I mean, it's it's like especially because yeah, you're right, it can kill a player's confidence a ton. So you don't want to you don't want to do that, especially when you're the coach and he's looking up to you. You definitely do not want to do that. Mm-hmm. So he, I, I'm I'm liking him though. I mean, if he if I just want him to keep being explosive, spark plug off the bench and getting the crowd involved, I think helps a lot. It feels like there's always a different Clipper that does that, whether it's Montrez Harrell, Terrence Mann, you know, some type of bench player that comes in and just brings the energy. Because there's a lot of vets, especially in the starting lineup, that are more cool, calm, collected. You know, especially Kawhi. You know, PG. They're they were not gonna. They're not going to talk as much. They're they're more calm. So I think having a spark plug off the bench is really big for the team. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, I mean, it's not just ha- not just him. Man, had like seven rebounds off the bench in 20 minutes, and he had that block on Tatum. Um, And his energy, uh, there was one thing, he, I think he 
went out. He did like his football movement. He got into the pain, bodied. Um, I think it was Cornette, and they gave him the too small. So it's like it's it's man, it's Powell and John Wall in the backcourt. Um, it's those guys that like help give you energy, especially considering you've had the same starting lineup that's like on the some on the older side and not really as explosive. It's good to have that contrast with the other guys. Even um, I just think that having that is good. And then uh, another thing unrelated is that I just think when our point guards play within themselves and don't try to do too much, like they're very good. Um, and there are times where they need to be, uh, they need to be um, more risky just because like maybe the offense will need it, which I understand. But I feel like that the team is at its best when they're just like making the simple play and like playing to their strengths. But how have you felt about Reggie so far and what, what he's been doing lately? I'm not, I'm gonna give Reggie a pass no matter what happened, just because I think of every they've been careful with everyone besides him. Um, just because yeah. he got some uh, much needed rest the other night though. For yeah, sure. that, that's why I'm glad it took it took all the way till that. Um, good for John Wall to get the start for that. Um, but he should have had a rest not too long ago. Like it kind of mm-hmm. the like we all reference like the Portland game. Um, when he took that nasty fall oh. and we oh didn't he could have had. They thought he had a concussion. They uh, he probably had a contusion or something. And then earlier in the season, um, there was talk that he was playing with, through a groin injury, um, and he's not giving them much on like how hurt he is. But they're and then they're being super careful with everyone else. So I I'm gonna give him a pass because he kind of he he's a warrior. He goes out there no matter what. Zubac is the same way. Um, so to me, he gets a pass. I I don't care something at this point if he's shooting bad because if he's not doing well. You can put in um, John Wall. If Wall's not doing well, you can put in Luke Kennard, who I think is who who is not having the numbers, but he's having his best season as a Clipper as well because he's absolutely been huge with those lineups. The PG Kawhi, um, Morris, um, and then like a glue, plug in a glue guy like uh, Nico or Man or um, not Covington as of late, but I think Luke's offense has been like really game changing like they, they're a bottom five offense for the past two games they scored 114 113 and those are games he played and played well so i think i think putting him in there and he's not a negative defender at least from what, what i've seen at worst he's like a net zero but he's not he hasn't been as bad as i thought he would have been um at the beginning of the season so that agreed and and we know how offense has literally been the main thing this season that the clippers have struggled at we know i mean with all through all all the injuries throughout the players being in and out of the lineup, the defense has still stayed, you know, one of the better defenses in the NBA. But of course, this is a team with championship aspirations and wanted to go very, very far. You have to be elite at both ends. So offense is where we're going to really need to pick it up. And hey, when, when you know, when now that Kawhi and Paul George are consistently playing a bit more, they're able to get the offense going a bit more. And that's going to be the key. If that can just keep on getting better and better with the defense staying, staying elite as it is and as it's still being, that's I feel like that's going to be the key for the team is just getting more buckets and getting the offense flowing. And I feel like that'll definitely come with more reps and just being consistent, staying healthy, getting the continuity. And that's what they were saying. You know, PG was saying about Kawhi and Kawhi was saying like, yeah, I mean, I'm the same player. It's just about getting more reps and getting more minutes and getting more practice and all of that. Yeah, no, no, it definitely is uh, Kawhi. I I feel like, I feel like he's gone about this. Like he's, he's ramping himself up. He's not trying to exert himself. I think yesterday against Boston, he really exerted himself Um, like in a good way. Like he put it, he put it out there. I, I thought he was going to look the worst out of the four star wings out there. And he ended up looking the best. 
and he was the one on the minutes restriction. So that was really encouraging to see. Um, and so we just saw that PG and Kawhi are going to play tomorrow versus Minnesota. So that's good, but it's also a back-to-back against Phoenix the next day, and we're going to assume that Kawhi will not play that. I believe Paul George will because um, he played the last oh, here, here comes the Twitter hate. Here comes everyone talking it does, about oh, it, It's been happening for three off. years. It's been happening for three years, though, so I don't think, think it's a big deal. I think last year he played in back-to-backs, um, but like obviously coming off – uh, major injuries like you don't really want that um not given what we know about sports um and the pace of the game and like his injury history so it's not like i don't think it's the worst thing and plus i'm pretty confident in that team minus Kawhi and norm to to knock one off of the suns um and plus you can get um you can get back at uh chris paul that game too so um that'll be fun they can be they be former clipper legend Blake Griffin, and then they can go take out another one in Chris Paul on Thursday without Kawhi. Um, I we're assuming. I am not gonna hop on this Chris Paul hate train that's getting bigger and bigger with all these sneaky dirty plays people are posting and Devin the Lab posting this whole whole tape of all of his sneaky dirty plays. I'm it, not hopping on the hate train. It's right in front of you though. Yes, and I'm 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 acknowledging it that yes, he does some sneaky little little things here and there, but he's still gonna be the point he's still a top five point guard of all time clipper legend i don't care that a lot of the fans hate him he is a clipper legend he yeah. always will be he'll always be one of my favorite players yeah no i understand that um i i love chris paul when he was a clipper every time you would do those like little dirty plays i would just like be like, i didn't see it um <laughs> or the I, and, then be, and then whenever he people would tell me oh he's a flopper i'd be like we'll stop fouling him uh, but but now that he's not a clipper it annoys me um but yeah i'm appreciative of what he's done for the team but yeah so minnesota tomorrow um i believe d'lo and rudy no cat um do because you had, say no cap yeah yeah, whatever. Um, no cat uh, with his calf injury. And then after that, they got Chris Paul, um, Devin Booker, Aiden uh, in we the know, Suns. We know the Suns games are always a little little extra. Yeah, there's a, there's a little a more. Little they, they The last time they were in crypto, they, they kind of – they really took it to the Clippers. It was opening night, and then it was not very close. And so I'm, I'm expecting – I feel like it will be better this time around. Um, granted, no Kawhi, but I think if PG's still aggressive and everyone's still playing well, I think it's a good opportunity for Luke Kennard as well to uh, further um, continue his good form with them. So they're going to need him. They're going to be need uh, Morris. They're going to need all, all the offense that can help them. Uh, still no timetable for Norm with his groin injury. So hopefully he can get back soon. And then hopefully this team could just get reps together so that Tyler can at least get an idea of what he wants in his uh, rotation uh, later in the season. So yeah, Rocco got that DNP against the Celtics and he's still kind of fizzling out of the rotation. Do you still want to see more of him? Do you want him to get more of an opportunity? Yeah. I just don't know who you play. I'm kind of understanding like Ty now because I don't know who you play him over because every, if you look at everyone off the bench, um, I think he'll play, I mean he'll definitely play, I believe, against um against the Suns, unless he goes with Boston again. I think he's just rewarding Boston or trying to get more athleticism and youth. But I still thought it was crazy that he played him over Rocco. But I mean, if you look at the bench, who do you play him over of Wall, Kennard, Man, Batum, and then um like Powell when he comes back? Like you 
it's kind of hard to take someone out and put Roko yeah. in. And because they all give you something that Roko can't give you, I believe. Um, like Norm gives you that um that scoring. Um, like he he's probably the third best scorer on the team. Uh Kennard gives you uh better shooting and off-ball attention. Uh man, the youth athleticism and all that wall, the playmaking. Um Batum, I think uh, the closest one is Batum, but Batum's shot's been falling lately. He's the best glue guy on the team, in my opinion, besides uh, Zoo. So it, it's tough. Um, I don't want them to trade him uh, just just in case something happens, and I think he's earned the right to stay on that team. Um, I mean, pe- people can always say that, but I don't know. I, I'm a Rocco fan, so it's it's sad for me to see, but I understand Tyloo's decision. Yeah, and I feel like there's still – I mean, there's still – so much time as well for everyone to get acclimated with all the yeah. healthy guys and just getting those reps in. But it does seem like as, as of now, at least that Rocco won't be in the rotation, but Hey, like we always say, the team is deep and injuries are bound to happen eventually. So we're going to need them for sure. Especially if that happens and we lose a wing or two to an injury and who knows if it happens in the playoffs. Like I feel like his time will come. There'll, there'll be a game where he goes crazy or something. Yeah, no, I, I have complete faith in him, and especially considering the team's injury history and the back-to-backs, I think he'll he'll get time. So, nothing, nothing much more to worry about that. So, other than that, people, thank you again for listening. This is another great episode of Courtside. Thank you guys that have been listening to the Ralph Pod. Um, that one's been doing great. Um, and everyone that's listened to all the good ones before that. So, we really appreciate all your support. Um, keep tweeting at us. Thanks letting us know how you feel, good or bad. Uh, we really appreciate it all. Uh, Jack, where can these people um, give their angry feedback for you too? Oh, send the angry feedback and endless hate messages to Jack Clippers on Twitter and Jack.Coglin on Instagram. I'll still love you all no matter what. Wow, that's a good guy. You send me that, I may not love you ever. Um, but but no, can... no, don't Kanye type of love. I'm not on the Kanye type of love level. That's that's some next level shit. I do. I'm not on the Kanye. Yeah, level we don't. We don't need to talk about Kanye. Um, on Paul. Yeah, let's we're, keep we're trying out. to keep this. Um, but anyway, you guys can follow me at courtside underscore clips. Again, thank you guys again for the support. And as always, go clips.